0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. When things don't go the way you hoped, you have a flat tire on the way to a retreat, or you're overwhelmed with life and you're stressed out, or you're going through a period of great sadness, you're anxious, there's stresses at work, stresses in your relationship with your boss, maybe there's stresses in your marriage, you're not connecting, there's tension, there's financial stresses, there's stresses at the parish, your pastor doesn't understand, there's lots of problems in your ministry. When things happen in your life like this, how do you respond? You know, many Christians will say, Oh, I'm I'm under attack. This is spiritual warfare. The devil's trying to get in the way. I'm trying to do something good, trying to do something to serve Jesus and the kingdom. And it's the devil messing everything up. And it's good that we have a spiritual lens on our lives and we realize there are invisible realities affecting us. But I want to ask the question could there be another way of looking at it? Could there be more going on than simply an attack from the devil? And to talk about this, we have a very special guest to join us. You know her, she's been on the show many times. It's my wonderful lovely wife, best 3. Welcome.
1: I love that every time I come, it's special. Yay.
0: <laughs> you are the very <laughs> special guest here. How you doing?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm feeling under attack. Stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: Stop. But
0: this is uh, this is a topic you and I've been discussing. So, just over the last couple of months this comes up. It's something we've kind of noticed out there, right? Whether it's people we hear or things we hear on social media that there's a lot of talk about spiritual warfare, which I think is really important. We need to talk about that. When there's troubles that come, could there be more though than just the devil's attacking me? You know, is there more to look at?
1: Yeah, so as I hear this over and over again, I'm just struck by how quickly oftentimes that we will jump to, oh, it's the devil. Because at least from my memory in my education there are three common enemies to a Christian, so to speak. It's the devil, sure, sure, but it's also the world, it's also the flesh. You've also heard this as the world, the flesh, and the devil, the three things, you know, the three landmines, so to speak, that we need to pay attention to, be aware of, stay vigilant against. So when I hear people say, oh, the devil this or the devil that, I often wonder like, hmm, could there be more to it?
0: Yeah, and when we read in scripture about the flesh, for example, as a reference to our own fallenness, so for example, when Paul writes in the letter to the Romans about how he does what he doesn't want to do and there's good things he wants to do that he doesn't do, he has a weakened will. He has original sin. It's a reference to our fallen f- human flesh, if you will, our human, our, our fallen humanity. Then there's the world. There's the ways of the world that are attractive, alluring. We are often attracted to the honors of this world, the pledges of this world, the comforts of this world. And so there's a sense in which the, the world itself is, is an enemy to us because we're fallen and we, we will put too much attention on those things things and not on the things of God. And so, yes, there is the devil that is often attacking us, right? But there's also the world and the flesh and our own humanity. There's many things we should consider.
1: Don't these match up to the temptation of Jesus in the desert, in Luke, the world? Maybe that's where I'm remembering this from. The flesh, you know, turn these stones into bread, feed your body. The world, I will make you king of all these cities, the devil says to Jesus, not knowing hello. He's already the king of all these cities, and then bow down and worship me. I just kind of put that together. That was probably lodged deep in the recesses of my feeble brain. Yeah,
0: that, I think yeah, that would make sense out of the two, two of the three of the temptations there. I think it would. It, wouldn't it make would make sense of to, all three. Well, there's the other one that's about jump down from the from the oh, pinnacle the about temple. That one. But yeah, so the devil and the you know I'll give you all the kingdoms does refer to the. Uh, that the, the last of the temptations.
1: This is why it's great to have a theologian for a husband.
0: <laughs> but I think there's other ways we can get into sure, it sure, with sure. the three temptations uh, in, in, in the gospels. But, but back to just looking at this here, it's good again, I wanna be clear, there are many spiritual battles that we're facing in, in our own lives and in the culture today, but we wanna just propose that we shouldn't just blame everything on the devil like when there's troubles that are going on. There could be many things that are happening. Uh it could be, you know, there's something just because we're in a fallen world. Bad things happen. We get sick. There's tiredness, there's stresses, there's hurt relationships. Uh there's tires that break down. <laughs> you know, so these the, the, these things happen in a fallen world that is not perfect like it was in the garden of Eden. Uh there could be a, a moral issue that maybe maybe the reason I'm having some trouble at work is not just, oh, the devil's attacking me, you know, but maybe it's because I just need to be better at my work. I have to grow professionally. Maybe I'm being called to grow in a certain skill or to communicate better or to work harder. That I have to put that out there. That's not just the devil attacking me, that maybe the, my, my boss is critiquing me for something that I should be critiqued on and I should actually take some time to look inside. Maybe there's something psychological that I'm being invited to to, to search in my life, or maybe there's something physical.
1: For instance, maybe you just need a nap. <laughs> maybe you just need to eat better. Maybe you need to drink less coffee, you know? I'm talking to myself here. These are all things that I need to deal with. But oftentimes our our first instinct could be I'm under attack when instead, okay, what do I need? Our first instinct should be where is this coming from? What could be contributing to this? in all different walks and scopes of my life, and what do I need to do or consider in order to mitigate whatever is coming my way?
0: I think the the fundamental question we should ask when we face difficulties, trials, sufferings, stresses, anxieties in life, I think the first thing we should do is consider how God is using this. How is God using this situation? He allowed it in his providence to happen in our lives. And so he can use it to help us to grow in some way, to maybe grow in patience, to grow in generosity, to grow in greater trust, or to go seek healing and re-examine our souls and things we need to work on. In other words, no matter what's happening, whether it's the world, the flesh, or it really is the devil attacking, whatever is happening, the fundamental disposition should always be turning to God. And asking God, how are you inviting me to grow through this situation? I think it's too easy sometimes to just say, oh, it's the devil and I'm under attack and you know, I'm just being attacked. Because then I, I'm not being brought into what God is has in store for me here. Not that God is willing this flat tire or this child breaking down or this tension in the marriage or tension in, in, in the workplace. It's more that God allows in a fallen world, we're going to have that. But he said, pick up your cross and follow me. He told us there's going to be crosses, and in those crosses, there's opportunities to grow. But if I'm quick to just press the, the devil's you know attacking me button, it's kind of like I, I, I might miss out on the special graces that are going to be available to me through this suffering if I follow God in this and I, I seek how he's helping me grow and how he's trying to form me. But I think underlying all of this could be a, a, an underlying assumption. And it goes like this, you know, Hey, God is good and I'm good. And I'm trying to do something good. I'm desiring something good. I'm trying to do good in prayer or do something good in my parish, do something good in the workplace, do something good in my marriage. I'm trying to do something good. I'm good. I'm doing trying to do something good. So things should work out for me. God should bless it. You know, it should all, it should all work out. But if I get into it and it's hard, it's difficult. There's and it's
1: roadblocks,
0: there's roadblocks. Then what's happening there? Well, it must be the devil. And I, I think that's I, I think that's maybe what's underlying uh, a lot of the common, you know, more recent years of people speaking about the devil's attacking.
1: One thing I was thinking about too is that we as human beings, we love stories. We love a good narrative. We want to see ourselves as sort of the the protagonist of the story, or we something happens to us, and we want to make it make sense. You know, we want to fill in the gaps and the question marks with reasons so that there's a narrative flow to our experience. And so um, we can imagine like, okay, we're on our way to serve at this retreat and we get a flat tire. We want to know, we're craving to know Why is this happening? Oh, well, I'm going to do something good, like you were just saying. So therefore, there must be a villain and it must be dun-dun-dun, the devil stepping in to try and get me off track. Like, that's an easy thing to do. And it's a natural human thing to want to fill in those places and to come up with reasons. But also, things wear away in our fallen imperfect world. I mean, how many times have we had things break? Mm -hmm. And tires break, too, you know? So, Instead of just seeking for that quick fix, so to speak, of it's the devil's attacks here, just instead thinking, okay, Lord, you have something for me here. I don't know what that is. There's been many times where, like my most recent flat tire, when I was in Idaho at a soccer tournament, waiting, I was killing time to go to my son's game. I'm the only one there. And I come out of the store and there's a total flat tire. And I'm like, oh, But I had the most amazing conversation with the tow truck man who came to pick me up. He was a Christian and we just really connected. And yeah, it was it was a lovely experience. So I could have easily just been like, the devil's trying to get me here. I am trying to be a good mom and serve my son and be a part of his life at the soccer tournament. But instead, I'm like, "Okay, Lord, I don't understand this. You have some reason for me to be sitting here in the heat waiting for this tow truck to come and missing my son's game. I'm here for it. I love you. Please use this as you will.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of stresses there because if you didn't know the car, not only would you miss the game. It was a
1: rental too.
0: <laughs> you might not. How would you get to the airport because there's a flight coming? It was all these crazy things. But, here, but I grew, can
1: I just say, yeah. I, I grew in trust in that moment. I grew in trust of I'm not in control. God is in control. I don't know what's going to happen there's going to be a way through this. And it, it just stretched my own mom capacities, my adulting capacities to have to deal with that curveball out of nowhere. And and I came out stronger for it. Not saying God wills us to do things that are hard to test us to make us stronger. No, no, no. It was more, I think, just an invitation to just be and see how God would put it together. Um, if I just Sat in it, and wish I did for two hours.
0: <laughs> in the intense heat. <laughs> but let's talk about that, that, that idea of the flat tire. Just use that as an example. I want to be clear. It's possible... That there is a spiritual a, a direct attack, the devil is trying to keep you from something, and that could be what's happening. Mm-hmm. But many times it could be just it's we're in a fallen world. Things are going to break down interiorly, spiritually. Relationships are going to break down. Our careers could break down. Our family life could break down. And tires can break down. Things are just this is just a fallen world. This is going to happen. And but I think fundamentally whether it is a direct. A front of the of the devil, or it's just the devil rejoicing because the world is broken and we're we're experiencing suffering from this broken world. In either case, my response should still be the same. I should be turning to God fundamentally, like you did in this story. Saying, so, "Okay, God, there's something that you have in store for me here. I'm going to grow in trust here, just to trust in you, and uh, and I'm going to. There's something good that's going to come out of this. Like that is what we miss out on when we just focus on, oh, it's the devil. The devil's attacking me. I just got to pray for the devil to be you know kept at bay." Now, again, I want to be clear. We pray the Saint Michael prayer every day. We're all about, you know, we 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 talk about spiritual we warfare. We have Saint
1: Benedict medals around our house, yeah, yeah. holy so water, this, exercise salt, <laughs> all the things.
0: Please, no way. I think it's great that many uh, Christians today are talking more about the realities of spiritual warfare. The devil is real. Demons are trying to to disturb us, to get us to be anxious. That that just that is really happening. But I want to go back to that underlying assumption because I think this is this is the fundamental problem. Is if I have this mentality, okay? God is good. I'm good. I desire good, so things should work out for me. God should bless this. That's that's kind of what you know has been called the prosperity gospel. <laughs> that you know, if, if I just if I desire something good, and and then God sh- and I'm good, God should just bless it, and and it should all just work out. So when things don't work out, we have to find that that enemy. You know, I have to make as you were describing. I love that idea that you know we have to have a narrative to make sense out of our lives. So it has to be this this bad guy out there, and. I think the fundamental issue here is what we're not examining is ourselves in that equation. In other words, the assumption is God is good, I'm good, and I desire good. I think that's a dangerous assumption to make. First of all, the first point: God is good. Yes, of course he's good all the time, right? But I'm good? I mean, God made me good, and I uh, I know I have some good qualities, but I also know myself. I'm fallen. I have original sin. There's parts of Edwards III— that are not good, that need to be better. And my wife will be the first person to tell you about those. (laughs) And my kid's the second part, (laughs) you know? Not every desire I have is good. And so I'm negating original sin when I just assume I'm good, I desire good. So if there's a problem, it must be the devil. That maybe there's something in me that is causing this trouble. Now that doesn't work for the flat tire, but that could work for like, why is there so much tension in our marriage? Oh, it's the devil. The devil's just dividing us. I at, I'm not assuming responsibility when I just blame that. It, oh, it's just the devil. So I'll just say more Saint Michael prayers. Now, don't get me wrong. We should say Saint Michael prayers to protect our marriage, and the devil does want to attack marriages. I'm not denying that. But there's many things that just come up in marriage, and we we hurt each other. There's tension. We're not connecting as well as we should. That is not about the some spiritual warfare. It, it, it's it's more just. I just need to be more generous. Or I need to be more forgiving or or less controlling. We
1: need to figure stuff out. Maybe we need a new way of interacting. Maybe we need to peel back the layers and see, you know, what's under the hood of our marriage. Maybe there's deep hurts from our relationship early on or maybe even further before that. Maybe in our dating time or maybe even our family of origins, maybe there's something deeper there that needs to be addressed.
0: Or maybe we just need date night. And we just need to spend some time together.
1: Can we do that tonight? Actually,
0: <laughs> I, I I was actually thinking of that. We haven't had a date yet in a while. So, but yet, do you see? In other words, like again, I'm not denying that the devil doesn't attack marriage. He, devils marriage is under attack for sure. But there's also just things in our own souls that we that God might be trying to point out to us that we need to work on, that we need to bring to confession, that we need to seek help with, and 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 have change and conversion of heart with, and. I think some of this over spiritualization of the problems and stresses and anxieties we experience in life when we over spiritualize them we're we're missing opportunities to grow. We're not recognizing our fallenness. It's a negation of original sin and 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 I think that's important to to bring about
1: another thing too to think about with this um That when bad things happen in our lives, and they will, because we are fallen humans living in a fallen world, that those are really opportunities. They're invitations. I look at them as you know springboards potentially into meeting Jesus. You know, so I love the story. I don't. I'm probably going to mess it up. Saint Teresa of Avila, when she I think she was on her horse and she fell off her horse. Am I getting this right?
0: I don't remember. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, someone correct me who knows it better, but she fell off her horse and you know, I think of that moment she could have easily been like, okay, the devil tried to knock me off my horse when I'm going to my other, you know, convent. But she kind of just looked right at God and was like, Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder there are so few, you know, that she kind of just looked at it as like a little half smile side eye with the one that she loves the most and and just got back on her horse and kept going. And so how many times when when things go wrong or things are less than what we had hoped for, instead of just over-spiritualizing it and saying, the devil's trying to get me, you know, or who did this? Why is this happening? Just being like, okay, Lord, that's not what I wanted. I'd hope for something different, but I know you're present. I know you're here and help me to see see what you want here because this isn't what I want, but I know it's what you want in some way. And so these moments, if we can just pause and really just take a minute and just kind of, okay, before I just write it off and go in one direction, let me just regroup. Take a minute and see, like, okay, what is this? I don't know, and then take it to our Lord, taking it to
0: Him, trusting that God always brings good out of whatever happens. All things that happen, God is in His in providence; He's in charge. When bad things happen, He can bring good out of it, and we trust in that. In all things, God works for good in those who love Him, as Paul says in Romans eight twenty eight. But sometimes I I think related to this, honey, what you're getting is that we need to be receptive to what God's offering and. Sometimes we give the devil more attention than he deserves.
1: Totally. I forgot I wanted to say this point. Thank you. Like if you think about it, if all of us if things go wrong and we're pivoting our attention to the devil's trying to get me, I need to make sure I'm saying my deliverance prayers or oh this is happening. I need to do this more. And if if we're always feeling that we're in a defensive posture against the enemy, the ultimate enemy of our souls, then we're not resting in our Lord. And and if we can say like, oh, yes, he's there, but Jesus wins. In the end, today, yesterday, tomorrow, Jesus wins. Like we know that. And so God has more power than the devil. And so I'm going to focus on him. Sure, say your deliverance prayers and all those things. Those are good. But my the accent of my intention and my heart is going to be on our Lord and how he is working here. Another side thing, if you feel that, you know, there could be something with the devil or whatever. Again, I'm not an exorcist. I'm not, I'm just a mom here. (laughs) Love being just a mom, but I'm just a mom. I have heard once that um, going to confession and making a good confession is the same sort of graces, the same sort of um, effects as a minor exorcism. So if you really do feel there is something you know, spiritually oppressive, perhaps going on here, go to confession, seek out a good priest and really just open your heart and your soul to him in that sacrament and the graces will be effective and efficacious for you in your situation.
0: And again, I've had, I know of many people, I have dear friends who have had more serious things where they've had oppression and they needed an exorcist and over the course of many weeks and many months, and they found great freedom from that. And there's real stuff out there. Mm -hmm. You know, this, the, the devil is real. And there's a lot of bad stuff, especially in our very secular world, uh, when we remove religion from society, remove religion from the family, remove religion from the culture. It's not as if you just have, oh, you just don't have religion anymore. When Christianity is no longer the dominant force in a family, in a home, in a community, in a culture, other spirits will take that space. And so it's, I have... No doubt that we're seeing all this rise and crystals and new age stuff and Zodiac and all these things that are, you know, really popular today. And, and that's, that's because of the absence of Christianity being a cultural force. Uh, other spiritual dark forces are taking that spot. So there is real spiritual stuff out there. Again, I want to emphasize that. I just want us to also examine that a lot of things that just come up in life, we want to be careful not to over-spiritualize them. Because I, I think in some ways, like the the little things that come up, like the flat tire or the difficulty in a marriage or with one of the kids or a problem in the workplace, um, problems in the parish, financial stresses, these things that come up don't all have to be seen as just the devil. It could be the world. It could be my fallen human flesh. It could be just I'm living in a fallen world and there will be crosses. But I think when I over-spiritualize and I just blame the devil for everything, then I, I, once again, I'm not, I don't take responsibility as much for my life. It's easier to say, oh, the devil, that, that's why things aren't going well in the office. You know, that's why my boss doesn't understand. It's because of the devil. Or this is why what I want to do in the parish isn't working, you know, because the, the devil's trying to to keep this good ministry going in the parish. Or this is why I'm having these troubles in my marriage is because of the devil. Like that, That's almost, it could become an excuse and we want to be just careful. We don't use that. So, because God might be inviting me to take greater responsibility, look in areas I need to change, that maybe I just need to be more courageous and persevere through trials. That's why, you know, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, but maybe I just need to grow in greater perseverance and greater trust in God in the midst of these difficulties. Or maybe God's inviting me to spend more time with Him in prayer, so I'm stressed out a lot, and but I haven't been actually taking time quietly each day to pray. I say prayers, I say deliverance prayers, but I don't sit in silence with God for 30 minutes every day and just try to pray with the scriptures, even 15 minutes a day, it's easier to blame the devil and say deliverance prayers than it is to actually be faithful to Jesus and just pray every single day. If I don't have that quiet time in meditation or Lectio Divina or something every day, like, 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 maybe start there. When you have all the whatever trouble you're facing, start with I got to get my prayer life <laughs> under uh, in a committed, consistent, daily, faithful prayer life. Maybe I'm having problems in work because I just need to grow professionally. I have to, I have to communicate better. I have to get my work done on time. I have to work with teammates better and that like people are showing me things and I just, I keep saying, oh, it's, it's they don't understand. And I'm blaming my boss. I'm blaming the company. I'm blaming management. I'm blaming my team uh, instead of looking inside. What could I be doing better? I, I think that's the key thing. We always want to bring whatever's happening. if it Even if it is the devil, it's still good to go to God and say, God, how, how are you inviting me to respond? how you how are you calling me to grow in this in this period of my life with this trial with this cross all right so thanks everyone for listening thank you honey for being back on the show
1: you're welcome you know
0: i have to say this summer as i've been traveling around doing speaking events i meet many people who who listen to the podcast they say they they have often said i love your podcast with beth and so like, I think when you come on as a, as a special guest, the listeners really enjoy getting to hear from you. So I know you're very busy doing so many things from the household. That's a great gift that you are as mom of the three family. Um, so I really appreciate the time when you can come out here and be on the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. God bless.